0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the All Nine Yards podcast. My name is Luke Leonard. I'm, of course, joined by Caleb Arthur. And Caleb, seven days from today, the NFL is back. Lions, Chiefs, just next Thursday. College football really starts this weekend. Caleb, I am elated for the start of football season. But that means we got to get some predictions off. And we haven't predicted a lot in this past year, Caleb. We had some mock drafts around mock draft season, but we haven't talked much during uh, training camp during the dog days of the off season, but we're here with the regular season coming up quickly and preseason done roster cuts done. It's time to see where we stand on every single team. But today, we're going to focus on just the NFC. Believe me, we have tried to do this episode in one sitting before. It's like two and a half hours of recording. So we're going to do the NFC today. We're going to do the AFC tomorrow. And hopefully, the files won't corrupt like they did yesterday. But we're going to start in the NFC South. Kale, this division, quality-wise, is not the greatest, but... No. That really means anyone could win it. So, who have you gone for as last place yeah. in the NFC South?
1: Yeah, I mean, for me, last place was pretty easy, and and that's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I have them going three and fourteen, so pretty rough season. I mean, I just I don't know. Obviously, the stories that they lost Tom Brady, and I think even though he wasn't at his peak anymore, I still think just having him out of the building is is going to have negative effects on this team. Mm-hmm. I think Baker Mayfield, he can be good in sports, as we've seen, but I think consistently I, I don't trust him. I think Todd Bowles, I think he can be a good defensive coordinator. I don't really like him as a head coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and then the roster, I mean, it's okay. Um, obviously, you have Mike Evans and Chris Godwin and a decent O-line, although they lost uh, starting center Ryan Jensen for the season. But I, it's aging, though. It's definitely aging. It's yeah. not what it was a few years ago. And then the defense is aging as well. And they just lost guys because they, you know, that, that salary cap, they kind of went all out a few years ago and won them a Super Bowl, and that was smart, but it's kind of coming back now to bite them. So I feel like it's just, it's going to be a rough season. And I think it could end up with, you know, like a, a Drake may or maybe even Caleb Williams, which would be great for them. But I think this season, is is going to be pretty rough i think maybe they'll beat the texans or something maybe they'll split with the panthers falcons something like that but uh it, it, it was tough for me to find wins on the schedule
0: yeah i agree i have them last place as well i have them four and 13 um i have their wins coming over the texans i have them splitting with the panthers i have them i believe splitting with the falcons as well um Overall, this team just isn't very good. Isn't very talented. It's funny how they went from a Super Bowl to just not being a talented roster in just a short amount of many years. And like you said, they really invested in that. Uh, and you know, they put a lot of resources kind of into making their Super Bowl team so good. It kind of set them up for failure further down the line. Uh, and I mean, I'm not sure. I have questions about Baker Mayfield, a QB, and I have more questions about Kyle Trask, a backup. They really just do not have a lot of options under center right now. Thankfully for them, this is an extremely deep quarterback class. I'm sure this is really a bridge year, a transition year. To be completely honest, I cannot see Todd Bowles surviving this season. I mean, I don't either. He he was pretty supporting last year anyway. And then no Brady in the building, the floor is completely gone. Um, and so now this team, I think, is gonna bottom out and we're gonna see him potentially lose his job midseason. Um, it's funny that Mike Evans and Chris Godwin are still employed, just like 1,000 yard machines with this kind of quarterback situation that's so questionable uh but i mean on defense they've still got a couple guys devin white Shaq barrett but they really don't have an overall unit that i think is going to inspire much confidence even when you're playing under a defensive guy like bulls who's had his fair share of letdowns as a head coach in the past got fired from the jets um so really i don't think there's a lot of hope for this team i have them four and 13 two and four in the division so you know picking up a couple like home wins in the division is kind of where i have him at and then beating the Texans. And I have them upsetting the Titans the week after they beat the Texans. So, uh, all in all, I mean, this season is going to be pretty forgettable for them. I think there's really not much to be paid attention to. I and mean, Baker's on a one year. I don't see a, a world where they bring him back to be the starter. Maybe they bring him back to be a backup. Um, but he's going to continue to bounce around this league. So, Bucks four and 13. I have them 15th in the conference. This leads us to third place in the division. Caleb. Uh, It kind of opens up here. I think a lot of people know the Bucs are going to be last in the South, but these next three teams, I think everybody thinks they're relatively close. So who who have you picked for third place in the NFC South?
1: Yeah, I think all three of the teams, I mean, it could really go any order because I think all of them are interesting Mm because obviously we know what the Saints are, but but the Panthers and the Falcons have a young quarterback. So I went with the Falcons third, and honestly, I don't feel great about it. I Mm -hmm. really think you look at them i have them going six and 11 and i just feel like they have a lot of weapons right they drafted Bijan, who's going to be great right away kyle pitts drake london a decent on the line uh but the defense is rough and i just don't know if i trust litter they're a sneaky team and like if they make the playoffs i don't think anyone would be that surprised because of the talent that they do have on the offensive side of the ball but i just feel like I just somebody I couldn't put everybody in a, at a winning record, so there were a couple teams that you know I just had to knock down a little bit. So I just went with the Falcons because I just I got to see more from Ritter. Um, he was like what a third round pick, yeah. Um, and he didn't play much last season, so I just don't know. But they've got the talent, and if they win, if they even won the division, I wouldn't be that surprised because they. I but I just I don't know. I got to see more. It's kind of I got to see it to believe it with this team.
0: Yeah, I understand. I think there's not a lot that's proven by anybody in this division, except, I mean, the Saints, they've already kind of established their floor. I've gone with the Panthers in third, um, and it's less because I think they're a bad team and more just I think this is not quite their year. Um, I think we mentioned this, but you can draw a lot of comparisons to this Panthers team and I think Joe Burrow's rookie year. Um, You've got this number one overall pick. He's going to save the franchise. Everybody knows that he was a pretty can't-miss prospect. Um, But you've got this offensive line that's, I don't know, maybe has a good young tackle, but is weak otherwise. Um, You got these receivers that are pretty old. They're good, but they're veterans. They're not young, athletic, explosive guys that can take over games. I mean, you've got this pretty established veteran running back next to you who, you know, can crank out a thousand yard seasons. And you've got a head coach. It's not bad. But all in all, it's just not a great roster top to bottom. You're not surrounding this very inexperienced QB with the best situation to win. And so I think for that reason, the Panthers, I have them going six and 11, four and two in the division, like the best divisional team um, by, by a mile. I think I have them sweeping the saints. Yeah. I'm sweeping the saints. Uh, But again, this team has potential. And just like any of the top three teams, in this division, they could absolutely make a run, run the table, get the four seed, you know, go nine and eight, 10 and seven. But, when it comes down to it, I just don't think – I think this team is type of roster It's going to kind of fall apart as the season goes on. Uh, they really have no depth as injuries start to set in. They'll be in a little bit of trouble. Yo, Bryce Young is great, but he's also a rookie, and it's really hard uh, in today's day and age. Even these generational prospects couldn't come in as rookies and deliver right away. Uh, so I think that you know this Panthers team is the building year for them because I think an opportunity has kind of shown itself. I love Frank Gregg as a head coach. I think he does his job excellently. And so this opportunity with, you know, the saints always just kicking the can down the road and the Falcons not exactly having the highest ceiling. The Panthers can run this division for the next three years, uh, five years. If they want to, they've got the best QB. They're going to have the best QB in the division by next year. In my opinion, they've got the best coach in the division. They have the pieces in place. It's just, the roster is not quite deep enough just yet for me to confidently say that they could come out and win this division. So I have them six and 11 Caleb, uh, you did not have the Panthers third, so I'm going to assume you have them second, or are you leading Saints for second place?
1: Yeah, I do have the Panthers second place in the division going seven and ten. It's pretty much what you said. Yeah. I do like them. <laughs> if it just wasn't for the O-line and the receiving core that's now pretty bad because they had to trade D.J. Moore to get Bryce Young. Yeah. But overall, I mean, the defense is going to be good. Like you said, I like Frank Reich. He's probably the best coach in the division. And Bryce Young, obviously, he's not going to be like a superstar rookie or anything, but I think he'll come in right and be their best quarterback they've had in quite a while. So I think just better quarterback play for the Panthers is going to be good and we're going to lead them to a few wins. But overall, Mm -hmm. just the roster, especially on the offensive side of the ball, it's just not there yet. They're not ready yet. Bryce Young's probably going to just be scrambling and obviously with the size, that's a little bit concerning. And I just feel like it's gonna be I think your comparison to Joe Bo's rookie year is really accurate. I think it's gonna be we're gonna see that Bryce Young can be good and that he will be good. But just right now the roster is just not there yet. Mm-hmm. And they I, I do think they'll they'll run the division probably for a while and out the next few years. But this year it's it is kind of just a rebuilding year. And I think we'll see promise, but it's just not there yet.
0: Yeah. Um, and I think there's just there's a lot of different ways they're seeing go. It could really fluctuate. But I mean, I think just to be safe, we have both kind of gone with, you know, they don't do as much winning as they'd like. Second place for the division for me, I have the Saints. I have them going seven and ten. And they definitely I think you could probably say that they're probably the most talented roster in this division, top to bottom. I think they have the most proven quarterback in this division for sure. Um, and I understand he was in a really bad situation last year. But you just, you look at the trajectory of Derek Carr's career and he seems to kind of have turned down a couple uh, recently recently. Um, and I worry about him in, in this brand new environment with a defensive head coach um, and a situation where I'm not sure he is supported the best by the coaching staff. I think his weapons are great. Kamara is great. Jamal Williams almost broke the NFL single season touchdown record last year. Uh, Alave is a fantastic receiver and Michael Thomas for the three games he plays per season is great. Um, the defense is always going to be Kind of solid with Dennis Allen, as head coach. But the biggest thing that comes down to me is game management. Uh, the Saints lost a fair bit of one score games last year. And I think it comes down to how Dennis Allen manages the game. And I just think when it comes to head coaching quality, I do not have a lot of faith in him. I understand he's been in the organization for a long time. He's been in the building. But the second Sean Payton left, this team kind of dropped off. Um, and you saw the ceiling really lower once he took over. And so I kind of think they they bottom out a little bit this year. It's funny that the Saints bottoming out is 7 and 10, and their ceiling is probably, I don't know, 10 and 7, 11 6. Um, but I, I just, I just, can't, it's, it's got to happen eventually. They just they keep kicking the can down the road and they keep getting away with these eight, nine, nine and eight seasons. And I just think eventually they're going to see a little bit of drop off. And it's, you know, with a new quarterback and a, and a head coach that's kind of starting to have everything catch up to him. I don't think Allen gets fired midseason, but I could see him not returning next year, especially if they get second place. Um, so for that reason, I've gone with the saints seven and 10. I think they can pick up some very respectable wins. I've beaten Jacksonville on the short week. Uh, I have them sweeping Tampa. I've been beating the Vikings on the road, the bears at home, but they're also, I think they're going to drop some games. They shouldn't drop because that's just kind of the nature. I think of having Derek Carr at your QB, um, because he, he can lose you a game or two. He can just decide to not show up one day. Um, so I have them losing to the giants, the Rams, uh, the Panthers, the lions, among other teams, I'm splitting with the Falcons. So, I think this team can fluctuate a lot. Um, but for me, I just, I don't have as much faith in the coaching staff as I'd like to see out of a division winner. So I've gone seven and 10 for the saints in second place, Caleb for second place. Uh, so you went the Falcons. It means you've got these saints winning the division. So talk to me about the saints. What do you think about them this season?
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I love what you say about the saints and I, it's all respectful and it's all reasonable, but I I think that's going to be a good saints team. And I think, one of the main things is like you said, they lost a lot of one possession games. Mm-hmm. I think that could flip a little bit because usually like, I don't know when I, when I do my week by week schedule predictions, I usually, if I think it's a coin flip, I usually just go with the better quarterback. Yeah. And the main thing with with the same schedule is there, is going to be the better quarterback in a lot of their games. I mean, they play obviously Bryce young, twice who's a rookie Baker Mayfield, twice Desmond, whether twice, uh, Ryan Tannehill, Jordan Love, Matt Jones, C.J. Stroud, Anthony Richardson, you know, Justin Fields, Daniel Jones. So I just feel like the Saints, by virtue of having the better quarterback in a good roster, I think they're going to win a lot of those, you know, could-go-either-way games. Mm-hmm. And I don't trust, you know, Allen a lot either. I think he's probably more of a DC. He's a very good DC, yeah. but he's uh, just – you know, probably not very much head coach material, but I think the reason Derek Carr went to the Saints is because he had some familiarity with him back when mm-hmm. he was with the Raiders. Mm-hmm. So I think he is kinda of be comfortable. I think he's gonna be more comfortable than he was last year. I just think him and Josh McDaniels are just in work together. So I still think Derek Carr is a pretty good QB and I think the Saints definitely top to bottom, especially on the defensive side, have the best roster in this division. So Give me the best defense and the best quarterback, and I think that's going to win a lot of games. So I have them going 11-6. and I I think they are going to win quite a bit of the the close games just by virtue of having the better quarterback and the better roster overall.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I think that's kind of like I've kind of taken their floor and you've kind of taken their ceiling. Um, so they'll realistically they'll probably end up falling somewhere in between. But the Saints team definitely has a lot of potential. You're not wrong about the quarterbacks. I mean, they really do play some stinkers. So Derek Carr is gonna have that edge in a lot of their matchups. Um, but I, I think I just I my reservations come in my lack of trust for Dennis Allen. So for my division winner, uh, process of elimination, I have gone with the Atlanta Falcons. I am quite high on the Atlanta's offense this year. Um, I think we've seen in the past teams that aren't necessarily talented and make it to the playoffs. They get there, the Giants, last year by not turning the ball over and dominating the time of possession. And that's exactly what the Stalkins offense can do. They have three good running backs. One of them is the one of the best running back prospects ever seen. One of them went for 1,000 yards last year. And the other one is Cordell Patterson, who could probably rush for 1,000 and catch 1,000 if he really wanted to. Um, they've got Desmond Ritter at QB, which obviously isn't ideal for you know passing hundred yards a game. But he just needs to do what he did at Cincinnati. And that's just win. That's not turned over. That's run the play action boots correctly. That's find the guys in the middle of the field and outside the numbers. He doesn't have to push the ball downfield. It doesn't have to make these tight window Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes throws. He just has to not lose you the game. And I think we've seen how his record was at Cincinnati in college that he can do enough to not lose you a game. And I think when it comes, Arthur Smith finally has the roster needs to execute his offensive game plan. He's got proven running backs. I mean, Bijan Robinson is a weapon He catch the ball in between the tackles, outside the tackles. He is he's really, really good. And I think we're going to see him just early in the season making an impact right away. The defense has more question marks, but I really like their signing of Jesse Bates in the offseason. As a Bengals fan, I watched him a lot. He was a great leader when the defense was terrible. He's was he was always the best player on the field for the defense um, until the you know last couple of years. But when the defense was terrible, he was the best player on the field. He was a captain, and you could see that he was kind of encouraging these young guys to get better, and a lot of them did. So I think for a team like Atlanta that already employs AJ Terrell to have uh, Jesse Bates in the back end, kind of being the general of the de- defense, being the specialist. I think it's going to be really good for this unit to just improve. They don't even need to be top 10, top 15. They just need to be mediocre or better, top 20. And I think they can do that. I think they could slot into 18th or 19th just to win this division. That's really all you need. Because I genuinely believe this Falcons offense can be top half. I think this Falcons offense is going to be good. I think they're going to win them games because they dominate the time of possession, because they don't turn the ball over, and because they basically did what the Giants did last year, which was you have this QB that's clearly not extremely talented, but he doesn't turn the ball over. He executes the game plan the the way he needs to. He makes the throws he needs to. Uh, They control the ball enough. They run the ball well enough with this great running back. Um, The the head coach makes the right moves. I like Arthur Smith as a head coach. And the defense doesn't lose them the game. And they can scrape out one possession victories against divisional opponents. They can scrape out one possession victories against other teams that got last plays last year because they have a last play schedule the Falcons do. Uh, So I don't know. I think they're in a pretty good spot. So I have them going nine and eight and winning the division capturing the four seed next division. We'll step up to is we'll leave the NFC North. That should be a pretty good one. Uh, We'll go with the NFC East. So this division used to be terrible. It was pretty good last year. And I think this year we're probably going to see it be pretty close outside of uh the number one team. So Caleb for last place in the NFC East, who
1: have you picked and why? Yeah. for last place, actually I went with the New York giants at seven and 10 and I, I mean, I felt pretty bad doing it because, I mean, they were good last year and they added Darren Waller, who's actually going to be like a real number one weapon for Daniel Jones, which they didn't really have last year. True. Uh, but I just, I mean, I talk about this every year. There's going to be a couple teams that made the playoffs last year that, that don't make it this year. It's inevitable. Mm-hmm. And I just don't know if the Giants can recreate a, a lot of what they did last year, just take it to the next level i should say because i think we saw daniel Jones' ceiling last year i think uh and, and that's really the main thing because i think i don't know i just i look at this team and i i look at their schedule right you go cowboys week one they got cardinals week two okay that should be a win but then you got 49ers seahawks dolphins bills commanders a divisional game jets Raiders, who, you know, probably could be a win, but it's on the road. At Cowboys, at Manders, Bill Belichick. And then you have Eagles two times in the last three weeks. And I just think that uh, a lot of what they did last year was good. And obviously, Brian Dable's a great coach, great offensive mind who got the most out of Daniel Jones. But I just think we've seen the ceiling. And I think this year the schedule's a lot tougher, a lot tougher. So I think because we saw their ceiling last year, and it being a tough schedule, I, I expect a little bit of a pullback. But they'll be good. I, I think Daniel Jones is not going to lose you games. We'll see what the same what as we saw last year from him. I just don't see uh, another level of his game ever coming to fruition. So I don't know. They'll be good. No question about it. But I think with that really tough schedule, I just I don't know if we'll see them recreate exactly what they did last year.
0: Yeah, I agree. I've also gone with them in last place in this division, seven and ten. And like you, I felt bad doing it because I mean this team is just so well coached. I mean Dable's just such a good coach, um, and they added guys. They didn't really get worse. They just they just seem like a regression candidate to me. And like you said, that schedule is no joke. Just that stretch you mentioned is is rough. I mean, from from I haven't won the first two games, but then from week three when they play the Niners to week eleven when they play the Commanders, I haven't won in one game. And it's the commanders at home. Um, So that's just going to be a brutal stretch for them. It's going to be hard for them to dig themselves out of that hole. Could they sneak into the playoffs? Absolutely. Absolutely. But at the same time, Daniel Jones, this guy notorious for fumbling and turning the ball over, what suddenly overnight flipped to like the most efficient and safe QB in the league. And that's gotta regress in some way. There, I, I don't think that's sustainable in the slightest. And I think that's the main reason their offense was so good last year. Um, or not so good, was so much better last year, is because all of a sudden Daniel Jones wasn't this question mark, he wasn't this guy who you he was so erratic you weren't sure if he could hold on to the ball. He became very safe and very trusted. And I think he'll stay on the safer side. But I think he'll regress a little bit because that's just natural. And that's just what's going to happen. Um, so on defense, Wink Martindale, I mean, they made some good trades. I mean, Isaiah Simmons for a seventh rounder in the Winks defense is going to be a weapon. But overall, I just I'm not sure that that kind of scheme is going to succeed against good QBs. And they play a lot of good QBs on the schedule. Uh, so I think that the Giants are going to end up going seven and ten. Could they sneak in? Absolutely uh, but at the end of the day, I I just, I have my reservations about them long-term. So I think they'll pick up a few spot wins here and there, but it's going to be hard for them to put much of a winning streak going and get back into the playoffs. But that leads us to third place in the division, Caleb. The odds-on favorite here is the Commanders, but how are you thinking for third in this division?
1: Yeah, I, I do have the Commanders that I just like the Giants have them seven and ten, but... What I like about this team is they went 8-9 last year and that was with pretty bad quarterback play. Yeah. And as you know, throwback from like 2 years ago, I was pretty high on Sam Howell and mm-hmm. I think that uh you know, he, he obviously I was high on him and I mean he was projected top 5 pick like 2 years ago but he so that obviously shows that he has the talent. He just had a pretty rough last season in college and it kind of fell away. He was the first pick in the fifth round or something like that. Um, but again, the defense is going to be good enough. And with Ron Rivera, I don't think Ron Rivera is a great head coach or anything. And I think there's a good chance that he doesn't return next season. I think he is never going to be on a team that's like really bad. And yeah. I think that, you know, with his defense in mind and the defense where it's, I don't know if it's going to be top because it's like, can a defense be top like so many years in a row? Cause they've had a good streak of top defenses. I don't know how sustainable that is, but I know it's at least going to be pretty good. Um, And Sam I it should be an upgrade over what they've had the past couple of years. I really believe that. So the only reason I have them not at a better record than the past few years is because of the schedule. I mean, all the teams in this division have a tough schedule. Cardinals week one's a a, a nice opener, but Denver on the road. Then you got Bills, Eagles, Bears, and Falcons on the road could be tough. Giants on the road. Eagles, Patriots on the road, Seahawks, Cowboys, Dolphins, Rams, Jets, 49ers. I mean, that's, that is That is a tough schedule. So I think Sam Howell sees a lot of really good defenses. Yeah. And I think as a young player, it's, it, it's, it's going to be rough. He's not going to have the best season. But it should be a little bit better than what they've had a quarterback the past few years. But I just think the schedule and the defense, I expect to regress a little bit. But overall, it's a sneak team. Sam Howell could absolutely be like a quarterback that you didn't see coming and ends up being pretty good, Mm -hmm. and they sneak into the playoffs because I don't think the NFCs are that strong, and I think they could go nine and eight and sneak again. But for now, I'll go seven and ten on play it a little on the safety side.
0: Yeah, I mean that makes sense by all intents and purposes. That's the that's the smart move. Listen, Caleb. I have the Commanders eight and nine, and it hurt. And like I genuinely had to hold back from putting them in the playoffs because I am extreme extremely high on this team. Um, Considering you were like the ultimate Sam Howell believer two years ago, it's funny that I feel like I've suddenly come around on him so much. I think he's going to be great. I had my doubts about him when he got drafted, but listen, he played really well in that one game cameo last year. He beat the Cowboys for crying out loud. Um, he comes in, he wins the job basically right away, has a good camp, has guys raving about how good he's been all camp. I think Ron Rivera is a floor coach. You're never really gonna see the bottom fall out on you as long as he's the head coach. And then another big thing I wanna outline here is Eric Bianami at offensive coordinator. Yeah. Finally that, getting uh, that's this kind play call. Sneaky
1: under the radar. I'm, yeah, I'm interested. Yeah,
0: finally getting this like this play calling, this this level of control he never had in Kansas City. After all those years of people saying he should be hired as a head coach, he gets this OC play calling job under a proven guy like Ron Rivera with this offense of I think immediately people think, okay the weapons aren't that good. You look into it. Antonio Gibson's a great pass catcher running back. Who's proven himself to be in a thousand yard rusher in the NFL, Brian Robinson, fantastic at Alabama. Great short yardage guy can punch it into the red zone. Terry McLaurin proven receiver got a thousand yards with about a Costco worker at QB. Great guy. Jahan Dotson had a much better rookie year than I saw out of him. I mean, I killed. I had a second round grade on him when they took him like, what was that? 16th. I was, I was like, wow, commanders. What are you, what are we doing? Turns out, he's quite good. He, I, he was, I owe him an apology. He, I was not familiar with his game. He had a much better season than I was expecting. And I think this year he's going to have an even better one. Again, I think a very similar happened. Sorry, a very similar thing happened in this past draft. Emmanuel Forbes immediately. I'm like, Whoa, that's a weird pick. And then I go and I watch the tape and I'm like, wow, this guy fits their scheme perfectly. Aggressive press man corner is exactly what they needed. And I think this commander's team, There's, in my opinion, there's a really, really, really realistic world where a lot of things break right for this team and they get into the playoffs. Just to be safe, because I have kind of other teams that I think you wouldn't say are playoff teams sneaking in in other divisions. I gave, I went eight and nine for them. I mean, I have them, I have them pulling off some solid wins. I haven't beaten the Bears, beaten the uh, Dolphins at home. I haven't beaten the Jets on the road, Cowboys at home. I have them pulling off some good wins. But like you said, they have a hard schedule. Um, and and that for Sam Howell is kind of brutal. Um, he plays some he plays some really good defenses. So I think they're going to have to have a pretty good run game if they want to support Howell and win these games. And I have confidence that they will. The O line is suspect, but it can always get it together. I mean, their O line's always been about average for the last few years. Uh, so for that reason, Commanders eight and nine, third in the division. But God, I want to talk myself into that seven seed so bad. But second place, I think we we all kind of know who's second in this division. But I want to hear your reasoning. So. Second place in the division. Uh, Why did you pick who you picked?
1: Yeah, I have Cowboys second. I think that's pretty obvious. I have them going ten and seven, mm-hmm. so that's a little bit worse than last year. Uh, one thing that I just want to point out, by the way, we talked about the coordinator with the commanders gaining it with the enemy. I think losing and Cal- Moore is, is a little bit bigger of a deal than a lot of people make it out to be. Yeah. I mean, he was what? He was a head coach candidate for a few years now. I mean, he's been like getting interviews and stuff. So he's seen as a really good offensive coordinator. And I don't know. I mean, Dak already with him had a turnover issue last year. I think they're going to run the ball more. That's what their new coordinator likes to do. But uh, then you only have Tony Pollard. I mean, you have Deuce Vaughn, but I don't know. He's a rookie. We'll Mm -hmm. see how he can do. But I think Tony Pollard obviously is coming off of a, a broken leg. So. I don't know immediately how dynamic he's going to be. So I think the run game could be a little bit worse than we've come to expect from the Cowboys the past handful of years. And then Dak, I I think, I mean, I probably shouldn't lead the league in interceptions again, but I still think he's just, I don't know. I I think we've probably seen the best of him in his career. He's not as mobile as he once was either. And so I just, I don't know. I mean, the defense is really good and that's why I have them getting 10 wins. But the offense, I mean, it should be okay. CeeDee Lamb's good, although if he gets hurt and misses some games, I don't know how much you can expect from the receiving core. Mm-hmm. Dalton Schultz, they lost. So I guess, I mean, I'm kind of talking like I don't have them in the playoffs. I do, but I I do understand, like, I, I do have some reservations. And I picked them because, I mean, they went 12-5 and last year, so I don't want to drop them too much. But I don't know. I mean... Their defense, I really think, is going to carry a lot of the wins here, to be honest with you.
0: Yeah. And I, I, for a similar reason, I'm kind of lower. I'm even lower on them than you. I have them 9-8, and eight and I have them missing the playoffs. I have them as the eight seed. Um, Again, I liked Dak a lot in college, and I think he gets overhated. But I do agree that I think we've seen the best of him. He's not going to lead, lead the league in interceptions again. He just don't really do that two years in a row. But I, I still worry that he can survive in an environment where not everything's going right because Pollard's coming off that broken leg. The offensive line is one injury away from being in shambles again. I mean, it's good on the surface, but all those guys on that O-line are old. Um they can get hurt right away. Um CD Lamp, great wide right receiver. I think Brandon Cooks is a fantastic signing and he's eternally slept on. Um but all in all, I just I have my worries about them when it comes to the offensive side of the ball. I just Defense is going to be good. Dexter Lawrence, Trayvon Diggs, they're good. Um, and like you said, losing Kellen Moore is just, I mean, if people don't talk. It's funny. In, in such an offensive league, people do not talk about offensive coordinators enough because there was a lot of movement in this offseason. The enemy moving, Kellen Moore moving. And I just don't think, like you said, we're mentioning the fact that the Cowboys lost this, that Dak lost this offensive coordinator who he had been with for so long uh, in this offseason. And all of a sudden, it's new year. The new offensive coordinator, those always you always start a little clunky, start a little flat. And I think there's a reality where given a kind of tougher part of their schedule right in the middle where they play, you know, the Niners, then the Chargers, and they have a bye, then they play the Rams. And then the Eagles and the Giants and the Panthers that slightly harder part of their schedule you could see the wheels fall off a little bit there. You could see them lose four out of five. And all of a sudden they're scrambling for answers. You could see them make, them make a panic move and fire the OC or fire the DC or something like that. And I think at the end of the day, I don't think this Cowboys team quite has like the mental fortitude to withstand that. I think their expectation for themselves are so high, but they also have so much doubt that they're not going to just say like, trust the process. It'll get better at the end of the season. Trust the process, trust the process because I think they know that it's especially Mike McCarthy knows it's do or die for him. I know he won 11 games last year, but they they look, they kind of embarrassed themselves in the second round of the playoffs. Obviously they beat up on Tom Brady and a, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin and a bunch of guys at the local Wawa, but like they, they did not look good in the second round of the playoffs. And it's yet another year with a pretty embarrassing playoff performance. So I think this year it's really do or die for McCarthy and for just for the whole team, um, Dak especially. And I think they're going to kind of get off to a bad start and then panic a little bit. And we're going to see the wheels fall off slightly midseason. So I've gone Cowboys second. That means leaves the Eagles for both of us. Uh, number one, the question is, what record are you thinking? So, Caleb, where do you have the Eagles in 2023?
1: Yeah, I have the Eagles going thirteen and four. So obviously their schedule is tougher than it was last season. And I was expecting to maybe even have them like twelve and five, maybe even eleven and six. Mm-hmm. But before, I, when I was doing my week by week schedule, before I made, you know, I always do it kind of gut reaction and then make some tweaks to kind of even it out so there's not too many teams with great and terrible records. But mm-hmm. I was like, oh my god, I have them like nine and zero again. And I yeah. just, it, it, it is a pretty easy schedule. It's tough at the end. Yeah, uh, actually, especially in the middle, they got a stretch in November. That's really brutal. But uh, it, it, it's pretty easy. I mean, Patriots, Vikings at home, primetime, commanders at home, Bucks, Rams, Jets and Dolphins, pretty tough. And But I mean, teams that obviously they're better than and the Jalen Hurts. I know they lost Shane Steichen, uh, their quarterback coach that they improved. I mean, he's been with Jalen Hurts for a long time and they have a really good relationship. So mm-hmm. I don't see a big drop off coming. Uh, I still think he's going to definitely be a top-five quarterback. And -hmm. then the roster is good. I mean, A.J. Brown, another year with him. Devontae Smith, another year of experience. Um, The defense they had in Jalen Carter, I think the GMs that passed on him were kind of just overthinking it. Mm -hmm. Uh, But uh, So I think he's going to be really good immediately. The O-line returned everybody. It's just a really, really good roster. And once again, the schedule minus, uh, you know, A stretch in November that's gonna be rough and they're gonna drop a a couple games there for sure. It's it's pretty favorable. And it's just I think the roster and the quarterback, it's like the roster almost as good as the 49ers, but the quarterback obviously you trust a lot more than the 49ers. So yeah, I I just I don't see what about this Eagles team there isn't to like. And I tried to find a couple more losses, but I don't know. They're just I think they're gonna be a really good team.
0: No, I think you're completely right. I have them 12 and five just because I was like literally nitpicking for losses. Because again, just like you, I am starting nine and oh, as well. I mean, God, you talk about a breeze to start. Pats, Vikings at home, they're going to win that game by 40. God, it's prime time in Philadelphia, is insane. Uh, Bucks on the road off a long week. That's about as easy as a win you can get. Commanders at home, they had trouble with them last year, but they'll handle business. Rams on the road, Jets on the road could be a little stingy, but I don't know about the Jets being that good. Dolphins at home, oh, that's a win. Commanders on the road, win. The Cowboys at home, automatic win. Then you hit the bye, and then you hit the stretch where I think they might lose focus just a little bit. Because they've started 9-0, and because the Cowboys, in my opinion, are going to falter slightly at the start of the season and in the middle, they're going to kind of, you know, take their foot off the gas, which is funny that I say that because Jalen Hurts is such a guy to not do that. Um, but it's just, I feel like they're going to take their foot off the gas a little bit. I have them dropping games to the chiefs. I have them dropping games to the Cowboys. I'm them dropping games to the Seahawks. Um, so I was okay. So I got my math wrong. I have them 13 to four, not 12 and five, excuse me. Cause I have, I flip flopped on the bills game for them, but I have them beating the bills. Um, and really, I mean, <sighs> Caleb, I could, I couldn't agree more with everything you said. This is a good team and there's not a lot to dislike about this team. The biggest things for me is again, we come to these coordinators. They lost both their coordinators. And while Jonathan Gannon, in we'll get to him in a second, while he is potentially just he's so atrocious, he might be he might have this like the worst head coaching season in NFL history this year. Uh, He was their coordinator for a while, and there's a lot of congruency um, that they lost. And on offense as well, Shane Steichen called the plays last year. Sirianni was calling the plays for a few games, realized he wasn't good at it. And in like full credit to him, just like took a step back and was like, I'm going to let Shane Steichen call the plays because I can't do it myself. I got too emotional. Steichen comes in, starts calling the plays. The offense is best in the league. They go to the Super Bowl. Steichen's gone now. Brian Johnson comes in. What is he going to do? He's been in the building for a year, but he doesn't have play calling experience. Sirianni has experience, but it wasn't good experience. I think there's going to be a little bit of stumbling in terms of like how the offense is going to look out of the gate, but the defense is going to win them games. So that's fine. And so by the end of the year, I think they'll get it back, but that's just like the one cause for concern I have is this coordinator situation. And I mean, I think their defense is kind of old. So next year, maybe they'll fall off a little bit, but this year the defense is going to be good as well. Again, I think Gannon was addition by subtraction. He's really not great. Um, So it's going to be, it's going to be good for them, but 13 to 4, Caleb. I mean, this team is good, and I don't think there's any way around it. They've got the third best QB in the league. He is talented, he's an exceptional leader. He's got all the intangibles, and he's going to be perfect for them. Um, you know, for this season and maybe beyond. Perhaps they could wrap up the Lombardi. Who knows? But I think this season is gonna come down to it to, to an NFC championship against the Niners. I just I don't see a way it doesn't. Um, so it should be a good should be a good year for them uh we'll slide to the next division now real quick uh let's go let's just go nfc west i mean this one last place is cookie cutter the next three spots are a little off um but last place caleb i'm gonna assume you've got the cardinals tell me why
1: yeah i do have the cardinals and i have them going two and 15 and it was Mm -hmm. even rough finding those two wins i think you we mentioned with philadelphia i mean i didn't even mention the loss again and because i don't think it's gonna matter much i think that was a weird hire. It was yeah. just a weird hire. It odd. Yeah. I don't know. And it's, I think, if I'll say this right now, I think they're going to have the worst record in the league. So if they get Caleb Williams, I would think they'd want to bring in an offensive coach. So I don't know if Gannon even makes it more than one year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and obviously, the division is pretty tough. Rams should be, you would think, better than they were last year. Seahawks and 49ers obviously are good teams. But their roster, I mean, they obviously lost DeAndre Hopkins. Kyler is going to be out. They cut Colt McCoy, who is a pretty good backup.
0: Yeah, that, that so was weird I, to me. I, I don't
1: know. That was a little bit strange to me. So I guess we're going to go with Josh, Job, Josh Dobbs or something. Yeah. I don't know. And then the defense is rough. I mean, and I don't think Gannon is going to be able to coach it up to a, a respectable level. So it was really tough to find wins. I think maybe they'll split with the Rams or something. Maybe they'll steal one from, like, the the Texans or the Falcons somewhere in there um they have a three-game stretch Falcons Texans Rams And they, they, they probably get at least one there but yeah I don't know uh, I was scrambling to find wins because this roster is probably the worst since the one in 15 Jags team that ended up getting Trevor Lawrence I Agreed. think yeah, I, I just I just don't know what's the talent on this roster I just Bad, not much talent, not much coaching. Who knows when Kyron Willie's going to be back? I'm one to think that he's not going to, they're not going to rush him back. I think he's going to be out for quite a while. So, yeah, I just, I don't, well, I don't know. Like, I can't even find a unit in this team that's like, okay, well, that's a bright spot. Yeah. So, I, I just, I don't know. I think it's, I think it's going to be really rough in Arizona. But if they get Caleb Williams and they also have the Texans pick, I mean, there was a world where they could get like Caleb Williams and Marvin Harrison. So, i would set them up great but uh it's going it, to they're going to to get that they're going to have to sacrifice this season it's it's going to be a rough one
0: i agree it's going to be really rough for them they they shouldn't rush kyler back if they're looking at trading him in the offseason they're going to want to play him at some point but there's really not a lot to be said that you haven't already gannon is gannon is not a good head coach at all and this roster has like zero bright spots. I mean, Marky, Hollywood Brown doesn't look good. Um, James Conner might be fine, whatever. The offensive line kind of stinks. They lost a lot of pass rush. The defensive back end is bad. And the, they're starting Clayton Toon week one. He was playing at SMU oh, like three years. ago. I, this guy I mean, is not yeah. the answer. I mean, you watched Josh Dobbs ball last year. Like he's not going to be very good either. I mean, this team I, could yeah, start going. It's 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 brutal. It's rough. So third place in this division is a little. I mean, I, I, you could that team is better. It doesn't matter who's third place. The team is going to be better than the Cardinals. But, um, Caleb, let's. I mean, I gotta say it because I just gotta say it every time. Let's remind the people you did say the Rams are going to go fourteen. Oh boy,
1: Hey, I'm just, you know coming off Super Bowl. You got to respect it.
0: I I'm just I just gotta every time I just gotta say it. But um, for real. Third
1: place in this division, are you leaning the Rams? Are you thinking they do better? What are you thinking for third place? I am leaning the Rams, and I have them third going 7-10. Uh, and 10. Okay. So I guess yeah. that's two wins better than last year. The Rams were just such a hard team for me to peg because I could see the bottom falling out. They have no depth. Yeah. Stafford, Aaron Donald getting old. Cup getting kind of old, too. I could just totally see it just burning in flames and them going three and Mm fourteen. But I could also see if they stay healthy, they still have a lot of top end talent, especially on the offensive side with Sean McVay, obviously who's a great coach. I could see him like going ten and seven and making the playoffs. You know, so Mm -hmm. I tried to go somewhere in the middle uh, with my seven and ten. So I don't know. I mean as long as they stay relatively healthy, they should be better than they were last year. Their schedule is pretty tough at the beginning though. At Seahawks as we then 49ers at Bengals Colts should be a win but you never know uh Philadelphia Cardinals should be a win Steelers we'll talk about AFC later but I, I like the Steelers the shoe mm-hmm. um and then at Cowboys at Packers could be hard Seahawks Browns at Ravens Saints you know so there's it, it's a weird schedule because it's like they either play really good teams or really bad teams. Mm-hmm. uh so it's kind of like there's not a lot of middle ground i mean i guess commanders giants maybe but i feel like they it, it's going to be a pretty i mean as long as we they don't just go totally off the rails i feel like i kind of know like who they're going to be and who they're not going to beat um stafford i my expectation for him is to be like around like in that 9 to twelfth best quarterback range this year Mm-hmm. Um, but he, he could very easily believe he he could just be washed I don't know I know a lot of people think he is and then the defense I mean Aaron Donald I don't also don't think he's in his prime anymore but who knows Um, but there's not much depth I mean they similar to the Buccaneers you know they they bought a bought a Super Bowl kind of well not really about a Super Bowl but they they went all in and they Gave away all their picks to yeah. get more top end talent, and now that top end talent is aging and going away, and now they're kind of left with no depth. Although unlike the Buccaneers, they have a much better coach, and they do have still have a, a what should be is if healthy a good quarterback and a top end receiver. So they'll be they'll be okay because Sean McVay is the coach, and I just yeah. don't think he is going to be just on an awful team. But th- there's no depth, and I just aging no depth is not a great combination so as much as I like the top end talent and Sean McVay Mm -hmm. I'm not gonna fall for the same thing twice in a row and I I just don't think they have the full roster to be a great team
0: I agree um I've gone seven and ten for them as well I mean I've gone with um like a like a like an iffy record for an iffy roster I mean they've got these pieces that are still great but the just the fringes of their roster is just not good. And they just don't have any depth and not a lot of youth either. Like not only are are the players not good, they don't even seem to be very young. They don't even seem to have much of like a developmental track. Um, Offense wise. I think they will be fine. Uh, Cup is pretty good. Still Uh, Stafford's still good. They've got, you know, cam Akers, who, you know, he's had his moments, but when it come down to it, he's still a fine running back and Sean McVay is always going to drop good stuff. As long as he doesn't have um, just kind of like nobody's throwing the ball. He should be okay. But again, I think this team is gonna have some success against bad teams. They're gonna beat the teams they're better than, um, which isn't a lot, but they'll find a way. Again, as long as Stafford and Cup stay healthy, this team floor is six wins. It's there's no way they yeah. do worse than six wins yeah. as long as Stafford and Cup stay healthy. Cup is still top three receiver in the league, top two, maybe when healthy. I mean, Stafford is still probably, I mean, he's probably still a top 15 QB, but, but he knows cup and they have a good enough relationship. that you can just feed him the ball and they'll be okay. Uh, when it comes down to it though, they could also, I, I don't know. I, I don't think they're going to keep it close with good teams. To be honest, they're like, usually you can see a team that I don't know, goes seven and 10 goes eight, nine. And you're like, all right, this team is going to be like a spread beast. They're going to cover the spread in like every game. In my opinion, that's the commanders here. I think they're going to keep every game close. The, the Rams meanwhile, I think they're either going to win by twenty, or they're going to lose by twenty. It just seems like if they fall behind early to a good team, it's really hard for them to make it up. They don't have the game changers on defense outside of Aaron Donald do that anymore. So I mean, I have them sweeping the Cardinals, I have them splitting with the Seahawks, I've been picking them winning against the Saints, the Giants, uh, the Browns. But at the end of the day, this team still doesn't move the needle much for me at all. I don't think they're ever going to truly threaten for a postseason spot. It's just kind of going to be like a purgatory year for them, seven and ten. I mean, for all intents and purposes, I mean, Sean McVay might go broadcast games after this year. I mean, it just seems like the fire in this organization's kind of been lost since last year. That year really took the took a lot out of them. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, I've got them seven and ten. I I don't, I don't I don't see them being any better than nine and eight, Caleb. I really don't. Um, and that would involve them picking up some impressive wins, in my opinion. So, as of right now. The Rams are a perfectly mid-table team. They're not going to win a lot of games. They're not going to lose a lot of games, which do they finally have their first round pick this year? I think they finally do. I think they do. Yeah. They do. Um, I'm just going to look it up right now. I'm pretty sure they do.
1: I think uh, they finally
0: get no picks back. They currently, they have their own fourth, the Rams are first round pick. Okay. Yeah, they do. So they have, they basically have all their picks back, except they don't have a second because of the Von Miller trade, but they have all their other picks back. So, I mean, I think the rebuild starts now. Again, same thing. I would not be surprised if Sean McVay leaves at the end of the year just to start this rebuild and really get it going. Um, I think this might be Stafford's last year as well, especially if they go 7-10. But then again, you know, 9-8, 7-seed. Who knows? I don't really see that happening, though. Second place in the division. This is a pretty big agenda team for me. Um, So I'll let you go first, though. So, Caleb, second place in the division. I assume we have Seattle. What do you think in terms of Seattle?
1: Yeah, I, I do have Seattle. I have them going 9-8, and eight, so matching what they did last year. I think the mm. roster is honestly a little bit better. You know, Wollen in, in, in the backfield, or in the secondary, is going to be another year better because he was kind of a raw, but he was already good, so he should be even better. They drafted Devin Witherspoon, you know, opposite side of him. So the defense should be a little bit better. The run defense I'm still a little bit concerned about, but, you know, I don't know. But, uh, and then the offense, I mean, Tyler Lockett, I mean, he's starting to get a little old, so I don't know if we can still expect him to be like a great receiver. But DK Metcalf, Mm -hmm. they drafted Jackson Smith Najigba, who can be a little banged up at times, but he he is a really good player. Um, but Geno Smith, I mean, I I do not think Geno Smith is going to go back to like backup quarterback Geno Smith, Mm -hmm. but I don't know. I think you know the way we saw like last, you had like a great like first twelve weeks, but then like the last six weeks, he was not terrible but that's certainly not what he was at the start. I kind of think that's what he's going to be the whole season this year. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's not going to lose them a lot of games, but he's not going to win him games either. So I think with that, it's like, okay, you got a And eh, maybe like a slightly below average quarterback. I don't know. Um, but, but a good enough, you know, roster around them where they're going to win games. Pete Carroll's a good coach, but I think, I just don't think Geno Smith is going to be able to win them a lot of games pair that with their questionable upfront defense. And I just don't know. I just don't think they have the pieces overall around the edges to be like a, a contender or anything. But they do have enough talent and a good system and a good coach where they're gonna win games. So I just I don't know. I feel this is like a I have them seven seed. Uh so sneaking in the playoffs just like they did last year. So that's my thing. I think it's gonna be really similar to the last year. Maybe Geno Smith's a little bit worse, but the roster around him is a little bit better. Um, I think they're gonna similar to the Williams, but to a little bit better extent. They're gonna, you know, they're gonna beat the teams that they should beat. But when they have to go up against like a high-level quarterback, I just don't know if uh, if they'll be able to get it done with Geno Smith. But they'll it, be a fine team. I, I think there's no way they're awful with Pete Carroll and that system. I just don't think they're anything special.
0: Uh, you know, the points you, you make excellent points. Those make a lot of sense. Um I I am extremely high on Seattle this year. I have them going eleven and six. I have them getting the five seed. I have them winning a playoff game. I could see slight regression from Gino. I really could. Um I but like you said, I don't think he goes back to his backup form. I think he keeps pushing the ball downfield like he always has. Even when he was a backup, his issue is that he would like make bad decisions and throw picks because he wanted to push the ball downfield so bad. Pete Carroll. I don't even know how to say this. Pete Carroll's offense, they always run the ball well because that's just who he is. He has—he always wants to yeah. run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. They've got two great running backs. So they're going to run the ball well. It's Pete Carroll's offense. They're going to throw the ball excellently as well. Geno pushes it downfield. DK, fast. Tyler Lockett, great possession guy, separation guy. He's fantastic. Jackson's been the jig, but my God, Caleb, I don't know about you, but I, I've, I've definitely had tweets about this before. But the first time I ever watched a full C.J. Stroud and Jackson Smith and Jigba Ohio State game was the Rose Bowl against uh what was that? Utah. And oh, my gosh, this guy is so good. And he barely even played yeah. last season. I mean, I think he was one, in my opinion, he was one of the can't miss prospects of the drafts. So I understand he's got this wrist injury probably out for a couple of weeks, but he'll be back and he'll be firing on all cylinders. I have this team going eight and oh at home. I have them beating the Rams at home. Panthers at home, Cardinals at home, Browns at home, the commanders at home. I have them splitting with the Niners, but only because their Niners game falls on a short week. I think that'll be, that's a perfect situation for Seattle. You know, Niners game falls on a short week. Uh, what is that week? 12. Um, and, you know, it's the type of thing. I mean, the Niners are coming off kind of a lackadaisical stretch. They, you know, they had the, the Jags and the Bucks are not really going to be locked in ready for this game. So I have them winning that game Uh week after that. I'm going on the road, beating the Cowboys. And then and then uh, I, this is crazy, but I have them beating the Eagles. I just think that they they'll find a way. The Eagles have to travel so far to get there. um and and just it's just this home field advantage of Seattle. I think it's obviously it got really talked about when they were quite good, like you know, what was that four or five, five or six years ago. Um, but like especially recently, I think we're forgetting just how good this team is is historically at home. And with a defense, that's going to get better with a quarterback that's going to push the ball down the field. Three receivers that can create separation, two running backs that are of good quality and two offensive tackles, both young, that are excellent in pass protection. Charles Cross and Abraham Lucas are are perfect for this team. I mean, they found their cornerstone tackles in rounds one and three of last year's draft. And I think we saw that last year. Obviously, some regression could happen, but I think people are too quick to say that this team is going to just fall out of the playoffs again just because they had this, like, Sandity run last year. Because this is a yeah, quality team with a quality. The roster is
1: too good to just fall off. Yeah.
0: And I think people people just look for a team that had a better than expected year and say they're going to fall off really hard. But they had too many signs last year of being a talented roster. They also, people forget, they battled through injuries. Kenneth Walker missed, like, four or five games last year, and he was, like, a dynamic part of their offense. And at the end of the day, their defense is going to be what it is in terms of run protection. I'm sorry, not in terms of run protection, in terms of run stopping, not kind of the situation you want to be in. They've got a low floor, but they've got a high ceiling. But this, their secondary is going to be good. Quandre Diggs, Tariq Wolin, Witherspoon. I mean, they've got these good rangy athletes on the back end to make this defense work, especially in a division like the NFC West and especially in the conference like the NFC. Do you need athletes at the back end, and they're gonna, they're gonna, they have those. I think they're, the defense is gonna be better than people expect. I have them going eight and zero at home, eleven and six on the year, five seed in the conference, winning at least one playoff game. I'm not sure they could go on the road and beat Philadelphia, but I haven't winning at least one playoff game. I'm I'm quite high on Seattle this year. I think it's gonna be another good year for them, and I think we're really starting to see them build well for the future. One question that just comes up to me is, what does the future of Pete Carroll look like? This guy's old, and even if they have a good year this year. I think you could see a reality where he retires like in two years. Um, and I mean, he's still doing his job excellently, but that's just, I don't know. That's just something I've been thinking about with them recently, but this upcoming season, 11 and six, just, I think that's bang on. I think they're going to be quite a good team and they're only going to be one game behind the division winners. So you have the Niners winning the division. I do as well for obvious reasons. Great team last year. Uh, just give me a reasoning why you have them
1: there. Yeah. I mean, I have 12 and five, so winning the division by three games, winning it comfortably. I think it's just going to be basic 49ers. Well, I, I honestly think Brock Pody is quite similar to Jimmy G. I mean, they're kind of similar size. Uh, Brock black is a little bit more mobile, but I, I watch Brock Pody a lot in college. And I mean, he's going to have games where he is fantastic. He is going to have some games where he makes some really boneheaded throws and bad picks. Mm-hmm. But I trust the system enough that they're going to limit those mistakes. And just the roster's too good to fail. I mean, Brockody could he be a little bit worse than we saw last season? You know, a little bit of regression we talked about with Geno Smith. Similarly, like well, he's not bad, but a little bit. Yeah, that's it's a safe bet to probably say that. But he'll still be decent in that system, and he definitely has talent. Um, and he has a pretty high ceiling. So I just I don't know. There's not that. that I assume Nick Bose is going to get a deal done if he misses some games. Then. I don't know. That could open the door for Seattle to maybe sneak and win the division, but I'm assuming he's going to get that deal done. He's going to play all the games. And I don't know. The roster. I mean, the roster is just too good. The system is just so quarterback friendly that I don't think Brock Purdy can fail. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know. I mean, I have like, I, there's not a lot to say. I don't know. Similar kind of what we saw last year. I don't know if they can get over Philadelphia because when they face another great roster but has a way better quarterback, I think they kind of get into a point where like that's where they need to the start quarterback. But the roster is just so good that they they're going to beat all the teams that they should beat. Mm-hmm. And that is got them a recipe to win a lot of games. And I just don't see how that changes this year. Yeah. Uh I I agree.
0: I, I think that they're a good roster. And again, this is Kyle Shanahan. The regular season is one of like the most certain things in life. He's going to win some games, especially with it as long as his QB wasn't like recently employed by a chain of grocery stores or a fast food restaurant. He's going to win a lot of games. And Brock Purdy is is fine. He does the job, like you said. You watched him a lot in college. He does have those you know mistakes, some throws like that. But last year he held it down, and he's a good enough athlete to kind of sometimes escape around with his legs. I have the Niners twelve and five. Um, I think they'll be fine, but like you said, again, and I just I, I don't want to seem coordinator obsessed, but I want to talk coordinators again. They lost to Miko Ryan's, losing Robert Sala and replacing him so well was I think was a miracle in itself. But they lost to Miko Ryan's, and also Nick Bose is holding out, and the defense is kind of supposed to be the strength of this team that could really carry it when Brock Purdy isn't playing well. And all of a sudden, they've got more questions than answers on that side of the ball, and it's making me a little concerned for their ability right out of the gate. Um, so, I mean, I have them starting five and two, they have, they're lucky they have an easy schedule out of the gate. I do have them losing the Steelers in week one. Steelers always pull off that week one upset. Um, but ultimately Caleb, I just, I don't think the ceiling on this team is nearly as high as it was last year. I, I just, I feel like Again, this is crazy, and this is crazy to say considering I have them. I have them twelve and five, and they made the NFC Championship game last year. But they were going to lose that NFC Championship game by twenty five anyway. That game was not going to be close. I can tell you that much. The Eagles were dominating, and then Purdy got hurt. Like the, you, people, I think who just like you know, just, you know, maybe watched a couple quarters of the game, want to come in and say, you know, they were an elbow injury away from the Super Bowl. They were not making the Super Bowl, and I think that dynamic is going to be extremely representative of how the NFC is going to run for the next two years. In my opinion, the Niners are on the downturn. I understand Purdy's young, but they've had this, this, this like archetype that they've had for so many, like how many years in a row it has been like four or five, where they've just had this like same style of play that always cranks out 10 to 12 wins. And then they always get let down in the playoffs because they play a quarterback that's better than them. And I just think we're going to see all these young teams around them, like the lions and the Packers and the Eagles start to like, kind of find their own identity, rise up and just and just beat this, in my opinion, this, you know, slightly dated scheme that the Niners have been running. And it's not bad. Again, it's just, it's, they have this attitude, it's like, you know, we'll get to the playoffs, we'll figure it out from there. You know, we can just get lucky. It's all luck. And I think part of that is true. But at the end of the day, their quarterback has like, they've never had a top 10 quarterback on this roster and you can't win super Bowls without a top 10 quarterback on your roster. It's just that simple. It just, you can't win super Bowls without a guy who can, who can win you a game by himself. And I know me, I know, I don't know. I don't know if you have a love, hate relationship. I don't know if you love him. I don't know if you hate him. Brock Purdy can't win games by himself. It's just that simple. Shanahan, great head coach, going to scheme up something fantastic. But At the end of the day, you need a dynamic playmaker under center, and they just don't have that, and they never have. And I think that makes me more concerned for their ability to win Super Bowls than it does for my ability for their ability to win regular season games. So I have them 12 and 5, but I don't think their Super Bowl chances are any higher than the Lions, who I have one game but lower. Spoiler alert, that's who we're getting to next, but... I just have reservations about this team. I think there's two, there's questions that people are just, just ignoring and saying, oh, it's the Kyle Shanahan ball. They'll, you know, they'll make the NFC Championship game anyway. I think they probably will, but it's not going to be as cookie cutter as people are making it out to be. Signers team is going to win the division, but I, I just have doubts about them, especially long term. All right, last division and uh, we haven't touched on yet. I, this one should be good, Caleb. I mean, you've got four teams that could all run the table here. Uh, yeah. But it's just like, it's, this is like a higher quality NFC South, if you ask me. Uh, but for last place, kind of obvious to me, who have you gone with for fourth in the NFC North?
1: Yeah, I, I went with the Bears. I have them going seven and ten. So four wins better than last year. Obviously, there's going to be some improvement, I think. Mm-hmm. That's inevitable. They got DJ Moore, Justin Fields another year, uh, and they lost a bunch of close games last year. So they're going to be at least a couple wins better. I think the thing is, is the roster is still just not, like, quite whole enough, especially on the defensive side, mm-hmm. where I, I can expect them to just be like a playoff team. Right? I, I think they're still a year or two away from getting to that. Justin Fields, I don't know it's just everybody is so high on him but then there's also like the minority that think he stinks yeah. I don't know I just I don't know it's it's a weird he's a weird talking point at this point and I just feel like he's gonna be better than he was last year he's he's not gonna be bad but yeah. I, I just this like Jalen Hurts level jump that quite a bit of people think I can't predict that either I, I think that's too risky of a bet to, to just bank on that so I think he'll be fine and I think You know, a fine quarterback with this roster. Well, it's going to win more than three games, but I don't think it's playoff team. Eberflus, I don't know. He's an unknown as a head coach. I don't know what to make of him. Um, And and DJ Moore, I I keep coming back to him because I think that is going to be the biggest thing. That was their biggest ad just because he is a number one receiver. Justin Fields hasn't really had that. And I think he's going to really be forced at the ball. I think Justin Fields is going to use him as a safety blanket. But besides a couple of good pieces, uh, the defense, the head coach is an unknown. The offensive line is average. Um, I just, I don't know. They lost Montgomery. So the running back group is, it's pretty thin. I don't know. I just, they're obviously going to be better than last year in pretty much every spot, but I just look at this roster, quarterback still a little bit. And I don't know. I just don't know how this could be a playoff team unless Justin Fields takes that Jalen Holtz type leap. But that's just something that you just can't bet on that.
0: Yeah, I agree. I have them last. I have them seven and 10 as well. I think the DJ Moore trade was excellent. I think their offense is going to be much better this year. They got a lot
1: for that first pick. I I didn't think they would be able to get First round picks plus a player like him.
0: Yeah, Ryan Poles. Hey, hey, good off season from him. He had he did a really good job. Um, they had some good signings as well. All in all, this Justin Fields discourse has gotten weird, Caleb. And um, it's it just you, you mentioned it, but it just seems like you either think he's the worst QB to walk the earth, or you think he's going to be an MVP candidate in year three. Like, can I think in the middle? Because I think that's exactly yeah, what's exactly. going to happen. He's going to get better. He's going to throw the ball a little bit better. He's going to run a little bit better. He's going to have those same flashes that make people think he's going to be an MVP. And then he's going to have bad throws uh, that, that you know, the defense picks off and all of a sudden he doesn't look great, but all in all, I think his floor is higher than it was last year. He's going to improve. He's in year three. I think he's, unless he completely bottoms out this year, I think he's done enough to prove that he should be the QB, at least through his rookie contract, um, And so I think that the offense is going to be fine. My biggest concern for this team actually lies in the defense. I understand they play in Chicago, and it's kind of easier to have a defense to be good out there because, you know, the wind, the weather, all that kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, uh, they don't have a lot of talent back there, and it was a problem last year, and I think it's going to be a problem this year. Terrell Edmonds, fantastic signing. Love that guy. Um, At the end of the day, I'm not really sure that it's going to – translate i mean they've got a couple talented players in their defense but at the end like i just don't think that this roster especially on the defensive side of the ball could get you to more than eight wins and so for that reason i have seven um just because they play in a division with other good offenses and so i don't know if they're off i think their offense is gonna be good it's gonna be like probably league average but i'm not sure if it's gonna be good enough to counter these other offenses in this league that are in, in in their division that are gonna be very good in my opinion. So. Um, I have them picking up a couple good wins. I haven't beaten the Broncos at home. I'm splitting with the Vikings. I have them splitting with the Lions. Uh, I have them getting swept by the Packers just because week one seems like a little too early for me to just go with Justin Fields. Uh, but I mean, all in all, they'll be a fine team. I I, I think that next year is really their year. Um, And I don't see I could see a Jalen Hurts leap coming for Justin Fields over the course of two years, but it's not going to happen in the next 16 games. It's just not going to. Does that mean he's a terrible QB? Absolutely not. He's he's a he's a very good QB. He's got he's extremely talented. And in my opinion, he's going to be starting this league for a long time, but he's not going to be an MVP candidate next year. That's just not how it works. I think people just saw these leaps that were made by Jalen Hurts and Joe Burrow in his second year. And people immediately think that every QB is going to do that. It's just not the case. We've just been lucky. Um, and I think that's totally fine. There's nothing to take away from fields in that situation. he's he's improving. He's on a trajectory. Everybody knew he was raw coming out of college. and he's getting better every year. And I think it like the ultimately, he's going to be a QB for the Bears, in my opinion for ten years. And he's going to be good. He's going to be top ten eventually. But next year he's not going to. And I think that's totally fine. And I think people who are ready to quit on him after two years, they're just wrong because they're they think that, QB is such a black and white thing in the NFL when it's not. You're going to have guys develop. They're going to take roller coaster. They might get better. They might get a little bit worse than you expect. And then they might spike. At the same time, people who think this guy's going to be amazing take this crazy leap. They're also, in my opinion, incorrect. Because you just, the it does not work. QBs do not work in extremes like that. They're just going to be a slow progression. And just because Jalen Hurts took this crazy leap last year, and guys like Joe Burrow and Josh Allen just righted their careers in one year, that doesn't necessarily mean that, Fields is going to be the exact same thing because historically that's not how it works. But, but seven and ten for the bears, in my opinion, is quite respectable. I like Eberflus more than most people. Like you said, he's really unknown. Um, so we'll see what happens with the Bears. Could they sneak into the playoffs? Sure. Nine wins, maybe, but I think their floor is probably five. Their ceiling, their hard ceiling is ten, their realistic ceiling is is eight wins, in my opinion. All right. Third place, Caleb. I don't know where you've gone here. I think there's a couple options you could go with, but what are you thinking for third in the NFC North?
1: Yeah, I went with the Packers, and I also have them seven and ten. And honestly, they're getting a little bit more hype than I expected. I thought a lot of people would be pretty low on them, but quite a bit of people think they're going to be pretty good, and I can understand why. They have a good roster, a, a good backfield. Uh, Christian Watson, I think, is going to have a really nice year, a good O-line that's going to give joy and love protection, and a pretty good defense. So there's really no holes in this roster, but – they went eight and nine last year with Aaron Rodgers. And Aaron Rodgers wasn't great last year. And maybe he was taking some air out of the room. And, you know, just it was kind of ever a little been a little bit awkward ever since they drafted Jordan Love. So I don't know. But Jordan Love is just such an unknown. I don't know. He's it's going to be its fourth season. I mean, he's been in the NFL as long as Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert. I, but I we haven't seen him. He's played like a couple games yeah. in his career that aren't preseason. Um, he played against the Eagles last year and then he played Chiefs game two years ago and he wasn't that great. He was pretty good in the Eagles, but it was like not even a full game. So I don't know. I feel like my kind of thought process was always if they thought Jordan Love was going to be really good, they would have moved off Aaron Rodgers sooner. Maybe I'm just wrong there, but I don't know. I, he could be very good and, and the roster is so good and he's been able to sit and watch long enough where well, he's not going to be terrible I think he's going to have pretty safe throws. LaFleur is going to do a pretty good system, probably not too different from the Shanahan system, mm-hmm. but I, the, the roster isn't as good as the 49ers. So I just don't know. This is a weird team because, again, similar to the Bears, although I think Jordan loves even more an unknown than Justin Fields. Yeah, This could be, like, if he's good, this roster's good, they're a playoff team, but uh, if he's really bad, I mean, we've seen the roster isn't great enough where it can overcome a bad quarterback. It's just pretty good. So I think it's just, I could be wrong, but I'm just kind of going safer on this one. Maybe Jordan Love's good, but I'm going to play it safe and say he's going to be eh, I guess. I understand that. That's a safe pick. I have not gone for the Packers in third.
0: I've gone for the Vikings in third. Nine and eight for Minnesota. Um, A lot of one score victories last year. You could see that flip back the other way. That being said, people who say they're not going to make the playoffs. I'm not really sure if I agree with that. I have them sneaking in as the seven seed. I had the Cowboys nine and eight, eight seed. I have the Vikings nine and eight, seven seed. Listen, Kirk cousins is Kirk cousins. And as in my opinion, as long as you have Justin Jefferson on your roster, you you're going to be pretty successful on the offensive side of the ball, especially with Kevin O'Connell calling the plays. Brian Flores, as a DC, again, more coordinator talk. That's a great pickup. I don't think it people is. are talking about that enough at all. Wonderful pickup. He I don't know. A, any.
1: I haven't heard a single person mention that. It's a good hire.
0: It's a great hire. I mean, I was worried. I was terrified as a Bengals fan that he was going to beat the Tomlin replacement and that we were going to have to deal with 15 more years of the Steelers never losing less than <laughs> nine games. But really, I think he he's perfect for the Vikings. I mean, their defense lost some talent. But at the end of the day, it's range enough. It's athletic enough. They've spent top quality picks on it, and with Flores at the helm, they're going to be fine. They're going to be solid. Seven and f- uh, sorry, not seven and five. Um, I have them at nine and eight, just because their schedule is pretty hard. Uh, like they play the Chiefs, they play the Chargers, they play the Niners. Um, they have to play the Packers twice, the Lions twice. They have to play the Bengals on the road. They have to play some teams that are pretty good. Uh, and so for that reason, I have them at nine and eight. I don't think they're a terrible team. I'm not sure they'd win a playoff game, but were they a little fraudulent last year? Absolutely. Are they going to fall off a cliff? I don't think so. They've got a good head coach. They've got a great DC. They've got a QB that's bang average. They've got the best rider, receiver in the league by a million miles. I think Alexander Madison is a dog. He runs hard and he'll do everything they need him to do in the backfield. So I have the Vikings at nine and eight, three and three in the division. Have them sneaking in. They'll they'll lose some games they probably shouldn't like yeah you know, I have them losing to the Saints at home and losing to the Bears in the road uh, I have basically splitting with everyone in the division but at the same time they're still a fine roster that can win nine games and get into the playoffs so I think the discourse around them has also become very divisive uh, but people still need to start talking about that Brian Flores hire more what well, I mean that was a great pickup for them second place in the division Caleb because you went Bears. Packers, I'm gonna assume you have the Vikings here, unless you have them winning the division back to back years. So, who do you think is going to get second in the NFC North?
1: Yeah, I, I do have the Vikings, and just like you, I have them going nine and eight. So, obviously, last year they went 13 and four, they weren't that good. Well, I absolutely think winning close games to some extent is a skill. They went like 10 and 0 in one score of games. That is not sustainable, yeah, and that's not, not going to happen again. And then, of course, because they won the division, they play a first-place schedule. You mentioned it. The schedule is pretty tough for them this year. So there's going to be some regression. But I think Kirk Cousins is never – the bottom is never going to fall off. He's never just going to be an absolute disaster. He's not going to carry over the top, but he's not going to be a disaster. Um, the defense – I like the Brian Flores higher, and I think that will make the defense a little bit better but I still think they need more talent. I still think it's one of just the least talented defenses in the league. And I think Brian Flores will only be able to do so much. So it's still going to be a pretty bad defense, I think, but Justin Jefferson is just so good. Um, They got Jordan Addison to replace Thielen. I think Jordan Addison is going to be a really good, he's not like going to be a superstar receiver. He was never projected to be that, but I think he fits in really well in that offense as a good number two receiver. So the offense is gonna be still really good. I think O'Connell obviously comes from the McVeigh system. He worked really well. I think he's honestly a little bit underrated. I know no last year was his first year, and yeah. everyone was just talking about, oh yeah, the Vikings just took a leap. But I think people need to expect that part of that, a good amount of that leap I think was O'Connell. So I completely agree. Uh, I, I don't think that uh again, similar to Kirk Cousins, I just don't think with him in that offensive scheme, the bottom can fall off. So they did lose Cook. Madison's fine, but he's not a Dalvin Cook, so the running game, I guess, a little bit decreased. But yeah, it really good. comes down to the the defense is still going to be pretty bad. The offense is still going to be good, though. Too good for the bottom to fall off. But they're not going to go 10-0 in one school game. I think they'll win a good amount of them because of their offense and because of their coaching, but they're just not going to go 10-0. and So I have them 9-8, and eight sneaking into the playoffs as the 6
0: yeah, um, I, I we're similar in our takes on the Vikings. I'm just higher on the Packers than you. And, and I, I, everything you said, I agree with. I mean, just they're they're still going to be fine. They're they one score wins were not sustainable, but they're going to be okay. Six seed, Caleb. Uh, I was I was telling how like you know I really want to talk myself into the Commanders making the playoff. Blah blah blah. My God, have I have I talked myself into the Packers ten and seven oh, for Green wow. Bay in my opinion. Uh, Jordan Loveball, I understand he's been in the league as long as Burrow and Herbert, and I'm I'm taking a big risk by really believing in him here. I have been to one NFL game in my life, one, and it was uh, Eagles-Packers last year, Sunday Night Football, Rodgers left, Eagles were up like 20, and Rodgers had to leave with an injury. Jordan Love comes in, and I'm like, okay, he's not going to look that good. He looks great. I was like, oh, my God, where's this been? Go back, look at his other games. Caleb, he's a pretty good QB. I mean, he's not amazing. I'm I'm hoping that he takes, like, for the sake of my prediction, I'm relying on him taking more of a leap, but he, the tools are there. The signs are there. This guy could be a good QB. And I think we, like, again, losing Rodgers is, is when you initially look at it, you're like, okay, well, they just lost a former MVP and a super bowl winner. Like that sucks. At the same time, he held that organization hostage for so many years that are we not sure it's a little bit of addition by subtraction. It could be. It absolutely could be like Lafleur can, can, has Rogers off his mind, has the QB he put in the building at starter now. He can run the offense. He can do what he needs to do with him. And I think Jordan Love is perfect for that. He's got Lafleur in his ear. This is just like young golf with McVay. He's got Lafleur in his ear, a great offensive mind, who's going to drop the replace, who's going to tell him what reads to do, what to hit. And Jordan Love is talented enough that he can do exactly that. They've got one of, if not the best running back rooms in the league. Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon are both fantastic. They're going to help Love a lot. The offensive line, hit or miss, but still quite solid. The receivers, I mean, again, young. At the same time, Christian Watson had a, quite a good rookie year at the end. And I mean, I don't know. I, I'm pretty sure we were both very high on him. I know he was a big agenda guy for me coming out of the draft because he's long, tall and fast. Uh, but again, the defense could be sh- like shaky, could be good. We don't really know what to expect out of them. But a lot of my a lot of my prediction revolves around my faith in Jordan Love and Matt LaFleur, especially Matt LaFleur. I understand his record in NFC Championship games, but dude, he wins regular season games like crazy. I mean, this is like the beginning of the Shanahan Niners era, in my opinion. He he just wins regular season games. And I understand kind of a down year last year. Rodgers was a, was an absolute fu- like just just poop storm last year. And oh my gosh, handling that must have been insane but they finally they've got him out of the building and they've got a new identity for this organization. And I think it's going to be a great breath of fresh air. And I think they're going to win 10 games. Losses to the chargers losses to the lions twice. Uh, they'll beat the Raiders. I mean, I think they'll lose to the Steelers. My big upset for them is I think they beat the chiefs. That's like my biggest upset for them. Cause they're coming on. It's a long week. They just lost to Detroit the week before. Um, but at the end of the day, They I think they're a talented roster with a QB that's gonna show everyone why he is a first round pick and is it is gonna make the Packers regret not giving them the ball sooner. So 10 and 7 for the Packers, six seed for me. This means we both
1: have the same division winner. So Caleb, tell me why you have the Lions winning the division. Yeah, I mean, I think everybody at this point has winning the division, which scares me a little bit. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Like it's like everybody is like all aboard the Lions train. Um, but I still think, I mean, they went 9-8 and eight last year. I have them going 10-7, and seven, so only a one-game increase. And I feel like that almost has to happen. I mean, they went 7-2 and two in their last nine games, I believe. So they turned it around at some point. Ben Johnson was returning was something I didn't expect, but it's huge. I think he is a fantastic yeah. coordinator and is going to be a really good head coach one day. Um, and then Jalen Goff. I mean, Jalen Goff, people say, you know, they – the Williams ditched him. He's not that good. I mean, people say Kirk Cousins can be pretty good. I mean, people put Kirk Cousins as top 10 quarterback. Goff is similar to Kirk Cousins. I I think when you give Goff protection, and he's he's a good quarterback. I mean, yeah. he didn't turn it over last year. He just didn't. So I feel like with a you know, a good old line, they got uh, Gibbs in the first round. Was that a position in need? Not really but he is going to be really good right away. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was a great prospect. It's yeah. just when people say, well, one position to need, but he'll be fine. Montgomery is a good add. He's, he's going to be good as a number two running back. Um, Amon Ross St. Brown is good. Jamison Williams is suspended, but I still think once he comes back, he can be pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the defense. I mean, the defense was pretty rough, but uh, they got uh, C.J. Garner Johnson. I think that's a good add. They stole Brian Branch in the second round. I thought he was going to be a mid-first round pick. Agreed. I think he's going to be good. Yeah. Um. And then I think Aiden Hutchinson, I think he's going to take a pretty big leap. Maybe I'm wrong, but I think he's going to be a really good pass rusher this year. So it's not going to be a great defense, but it's going to be better. So paired a better defense with an offense that should continue to hum. I don't see any reason why it won't. And a team with a ton of momentum that went seven and two in their last nine. I don't know. I just feel like the roster is, good the coaching is good uh the quarterback is pretty good um i just feel like the roster and, and they have the culture it seems like they have really good culture yeah, yeah they're not going to be special they're not going to be special and they could and i uh, get to the point where i do think they're a little bit overhyped but mm-hmm. 10 and 7 winning the division uh getting in the playoffs they could win a playoff game i think it's it's going to be a good season and i think it's I i know what to expect from them it's not going to be special but they, they're good enough, roster. They're going to be a good team.
0: I agree with literally everything you just said. Um, you hit on every single point I wanted to make. I think that the safeties are going to be better than people expecting. Brian Branch, absolute steal. Hutch is going to get better on the offensive side. Not losing Ben Johnson was amazing for them. They've got, they took two good running backs in Swift and Williams and replaced them with two better running backs in Gibbs and Montgomery. Um, both young, Jack Campbell, again you see your linebacker in their first round, your immediate reaction is why did they do that? Jack Campbell's great. He was the best linebacker in college last year. And so he's going to be exactly what Dan Campbell needs for that, for that uh, defense. Goff doesn't turn the ball over. He's wildly efficient. He's perfect for the Ben Johnson scheme. And this is like, they're only going to get better is the best part. And so I think for that reason, I'm tempering my expectations on them a little bit. I have them 11 and six. I know that's high, but they have a pretty easy schedule. Um, But like next year, they're going to be even better. So I think it's important to not overrate them just this year because they're going to be even better next year. But they're going to be a good team, Caleb. They're going to win the division. I have them at the three seed. So I have Eagles, Niners, Lions, Falcons as my division winners. Seahawks, Packers, Vikings as my wild cards. Caleb, you have Eagles, Cowboys. You have Niners, Seahawks. You have Lions, Vikings. You have Saints. And so that concludes the NFC preview for Caleb and myself. Tomorrow we'll be back at you chatting AFC ball, but I don't know, Caleb. That's definitely, the AFC is the much, I, you could say more talented conference. It's going to be much closer for sure. So that'll be interesting. Definitely got some sleepers on that side, but thank you everybody for listening to this episode of the All 9 Yards podcast. As always, for my co-host Caleb Arthur, I am Luke Lunder. Stay safe and we will talk to you tomorrow.